Hello and welcome to Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's episode. But before we begin, I would like to wish all of our listeners a happy new year. And we wish everyone peace, love, health and happiness in 2020. So let's begin with our review of Match Week 21. Uh, Some exciting matches during the week. Uh, Let's start with the big one. So that was Arsenal against Manchester United, which ended 2-0 to Arsenal. So a lot of fans may be surprised by this result in terms of Arsenal disappointing a new manager and the team still getting used to the tactics implemented by Mikel Arteta. But I was firstly, I was quite impressed with the way Arsenal played. They were pressing very well from the front, showed great intensity throughout the game, which hasn't been the case for Arsenal this season. So you can tell the inclusion of uh, Mikel Arteta has really helped. The formation that they played was a 4-2-3-1. For me, that's such a standard formation that Arsenal should have been implementing beforehand. I've always said um, behind the scenes that I always feel like Lacazette is one of the top strikers at Arsenal. Obviously, Aubameyang is a fantastic player as well, but I feel like if you look at the squad, the 4-2-3-1 suits the actual quality of the squad right now. So, playing Aubameyang on the left and having Ozil as a number 10 the right side, it could be a toss-up between uh, Reese Nelson or uh, Pepe. But it was good to see Pepe uh, start the game. Obviously, with such a big price tag, there's a lot of pressure that comes that comes with it. So he performed really well. First goal was really good. It was quite an impressive performance by, by the Arsenal team, to be honest. Um, I'm sure the Arsenal fans were pleased with the results, but... It's, it's still very much early days. Uh, you never know how the season will unfold. Um, but it's, it's, it's a good step in the right direction. And it was also nice to see Torreira back in action, to be honest. He's a player that I rate quite highly and I'm quite surprised that he's not started a lot of games this season. So it was nice to see him back in action. And I can f- I think you can see the importance he has in the team. You know, He was pressing, he practically controlled the midfield for Arsenal there, uh, making countless amounts of tackles, breaking up play whenever Manchester United had the ball. So credit to Arteta for including him back into the squad. I hope to see him in action a bit more. So with regards to Manchester United, I think it was just a bad day in the office, uh, to be honest with you. They were outplayed, outpressed by a new resurgent Arsenal team right now. So credit to Arsenal. Let's hope their winning streak continues. Now on to the next game, which is West Ham against Bournemouth. What a fantastic result for West Ham. Uh, they've just recently appointed a new manager in David Moyes. Uh, and I believe this is his second stint at the club. So, well, great way to introduce yourself back to the club with a fantastic result. Against a Bournemouth team who, unfortunately, have been in very poor form recently. And, unfortunately, I feel like they'll be fighting for relegation this season. I, they just seem to concede too many goals and... Unfortunately, their star, their star strikers aren't really scoring much, to be honest. Um, got Callum Wilson, who is a decent striker. They've got Dominic Solanke as well. And Josh King, who's their main striker, but he's been in and out of the team due to injury, I believe, this season. So, in order for Bournemouth to stay and survive in the Premier League, it's vital that they recruit uh, during the transfer window. Um, ideally a striker with premiership experience and, and someone that can make an impact straight away as you know we're halfway through the season now, so there's no time to recruit a player who's going to take 
a month or two to get used to the way of playing and getting accustomed to the pace of the Premier League. So these are very important months for Bournemouth this season and unfortunately it will determine if they stay in the league or not. So moving on to the next match is Watford against Wolves. Uh, this was a surprise result for me as Wolves have been in great form. Uh, they won last week against Man City and unfortunately lost to Liverpool but obviously no embarrassment there. Um, against a Watford team who have been amazing since the appointment of Nigel Pearson. So uh, if you listen to our previous episode, me and my co-host Sid were a little bit sceptical about the appointment of Nigel Pearson as we believed he may not have the credentials to uh, manage a Premier League team even though he did do it for Leicester for a short period of time uh, but to be honest he's done a fantastic job um, they've been rejuvenated all of a sudden uh, a lot of the players that were underperforming have, are just different types of players right now so one player that's probably uh, made more of an impact is Lacoure. I think under previous managers he's played more of a defensive role but I think he enjoys sort of being box to box and driving the team forward so if you watch this game you will have seen a great goal that he scored as well fantastic hit slight deflection but regardless um, you can see the impact that he's had and De Feu, who's been a consistent performer for Watford scored a brilliant goal uh, very impressive very uh, Thierry Henry sort of type of goal where coming from the left wing and neatly slotting it into the bottom left hand corner of the goalkeeper so overall great great result for Watford I think this will help spur them on and hopefully continue their winning form in the next coming games so moving on uh, the next match we'll be reviewing is the Newcastle and Leicester City game so this match ended 3-0 to Leicester uh, one of Newcastle's old boys um, Ayuse Perez scored a goal didn't hesitate to celebrate but I feel like it's a nice thing to see you don't have to you know tone down your celebration just because it's a former club uh, for me the highlight was the two goals by Madison and Hamza Chowdhury um, fantastic goal by Madison a great little dribble from the right and smashed it in uh, with his left foot into the corner fantastic goal he's shown such great form as well Hopefully this will help Madison receive an England call-up and allow him to make a name for himself on the international stage. But I have to be honest, uh, Newcastle's defending in the first half was simply awful. Uh, the first two goals that were scored by Leicester were all down to individual errors. But to make it worse for Newcastle, manager Steve Bruce made three substitutions uh, during half-time, which is quite unusual to be honest with you. It's quite unorthodox for a manager to make drastic changes as soon as the second half starts so the unfortunate issue with this was that one of their players uh, I believe it was Shah got injured within the first 10 minutes of the second half um, so that led to Newcastle playing with 10 men throughout the whole game so I guess it was a very unlucky day for Newcastle um, but Leicester scored another goal during the second half uh, scored by Hamza Chowdhury what a great goal by, by the young man. Uh, 25 yards, smashed it, top bins. And he's, he's doing really well, to be fair, under Brendan Rodgers. He's definitely been playing a lot more regularly for the, for the team and he's made such a great impact. And I think he deserves an England call-up, to be honest. 
being a fellow Asian, I would love to see an Asian player playing for England. So I wish him all the best. I hope it happens for him. It would be such a great moment for himself, his family, and for the British Asian community as well. So fingers crossed, let's hope it happens. Um, it would be fully deserved as well, in my opinion. Uh, so moving on to the next match is Man City versus Everton. So two former Bayern Munich managers going head-to-head -head in Pep Guardiola and Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, the match ended 2-0 to Man City. Two great goals by uh, Jesus, uh, especially the first goal. Top corner, curler. Seems to be his trademark nowadays. He scores these goals on a regular basis. Um, and a nice left-footed goal for his second. Very unlucky not to score a hat-trick, hitting the post late on during the game. But overall, good win for Man City. I'm not quite sure that it keeps them in the title race. As for me, it's Liverpool's title. It's in the bag. I just can't see any team beating Liverpool. And I can't see Liverpool dropping points full stop. So, fantastic for all the red men out there, including myself. We'll talk about Liverpool later on during the show. But on to the next one. Burnley versus Aston Villa. So the match ended 2-1. I was quite impressed by the performance of Jack Grealish. Um, he's continued to produce great performances for the team. For me, he's virtually carrying Aston Villa in the league right now. Um, if I were Tottenham or Manchester United, he'd be the type of player I'd want to recruit. Uh, he can play as a number 10 and comfortably on the left and right wing as well. But his end product has improved over the years, so hopefully he receives another England call-up as well. I think he definitely deserves it. He's on the same sort of wavelength or form as James Madison right now, so um, let's hope it happens for him. Uh, he's will be fully deserved. Uh, so the next game I'd like to talk about is the Southampton game. So Danny Ings showing fantastic form. I feel like I'm a ambassador for England team today because for me he deserves an England call-up as well scoring nine goals in ten games now uh, his goal scoring streak is just unbelievable and it's good to see him back in action to be honest because when he was at Liverpool he was unfortunate with lots of injuries and now he's keeping himself fit and getting a run of games now as well so good to see him back in action and good to see him scoring goals uh, and hopefully it continues. Um, he, he, to be fair, a few weeks ago, I, I thought Southampton were would be fighting for relegation, but due to his form, I think he's he's definitely helping them stay up and climb up the table. So well done to Danny Ings. The next match I'd like to talk about is the Brighton versus Chelsea game. Um, but before I start, what a phenomenal goal by Jehan Bashk. I think that's how you pronounce his name. What an amazing bicycle kick by by the Iranian uh, winger. That's two goals in two games. Um, so it's, it's certainly new year, new, new me sort of scenario for him. Uh, great result for Brighton. They've been very consistent this season. Um, unexpectedly, I thought they would be struggling this year with a new manager. I just, but they've recruited very well, you know. Uh, Morpé, another player who's done really well there. Um, but Chelsea's such an inconsistent team, you know. Last week they beat Arsenal 2-1 and everyone would thought that, you know, this is this will spur them on and then they'll start back going back to winning ways. But 
it's not the case. Um, you get a different Chelsea team every week. So that's something Frank Lampard needs to work on. Um, he's got a very young squad, so it will take time. But I can see Chelsea dipping into the transfer market this window, especially as their transfer ban has been uplifted. And they've been linked with so many players already, so they've been linked with a number of wingers, which for me, um, it's not an area they need to improve in right now, as they have good quality in the squad. And they've been linked with a couple of strikers, which for me is a bit of a shame, because I feel like Tammy Abraham has been fantastic for Chelsea this season. He's shown great form all, all season round so far. Um, he's continuing to develop, and you can see a lot of improvement in his game as well. Um, so it would be a shame if Chelsea recruited another striker to displace him from the team as it will hamper his development and for me he's doing really well he deserves to be starting in the Chelsea team so let's see how it goes for Chelsea during the window but I do expect some sort of activity if I'm honest and finally to wrap up our review of match week 21 we will be talking about the game between Norwich and Crystal Palace for me the star of the match was Todd Cantwell who's been a, the star for the Norwich team this season as well. Uh, a young player who, to be fair, I didn't know much about before this season, to be honest, uh, but he's shown great quality, great technique as well. Um, I can see him playing at a higher level, to be honest. I can see maybe one of the top 10 teams going for him next season. So maybe like a Leicester City or Tottenham, maybe that sort of team going for him. So... Let's see how that unfolds. Uh, small tip for me, if you play fantasy football, he's not a bad option at all. He costs, I believe, 4.9 million. And he's notched up, I think, 80 points as well so far this season. So if you want your fantasy team to do well, um, look out for him. He might, he might be quite helpful for you. Hold on. I nearly forgot about the Liverpool game. Um, let's talk about that quickly. So... The game against Sheffield United would have been regarded as a tricky fixture due to their defensive record this season. But this game, no offence to Sheffield United, was a walk in the park. As I was watching the game, I remember the commentators saying that Liverpool made the most passes in a single game ever in Premier League history. So I think that shows you what level of game was. We controlled the game from start to finish. Um, Man of the match was definitely Henderson. He was just phenomenal. His passing accuracy was up in the 90s, I would say. And overall, the team played so well. Very impressed with the boys. Uh, maintained their form throughout the game. And on to the next match. Which is the Merseyside Derby um, the FA Cup round. So, exciting match. Let's see how that goes. Now, to conclude this episode, we will be discussing some of the latest transfer rumours that have been circulated in the media in the last few days. If you follow Football Talk podcast, you would have noticed that we featured some of these rumours in our stories and added a poll to each rumour. Um, so if you were kind enough to vote, uh, we'd like to thank you for taking part. And now we'll actually be evaluating some of your votes um, and seeing how you ranked some of the rumours and if you feel like these rumours will actually happen or not. So... Let's begin with the first rumour, which is Jadon Sancho to Manchester United. For me personally, I don't believe this move will happen in January. It may potentially happen in the summer, as I know there is strong interest in Sancho, but I think 
most of the top teams in Europe are after him. So it can go either way. And according to your votes, you share the same opinion, which is nice to see. So let's move on to the next rumor, which is James Rodriguez, or should I say James Rodriguez? That's the right pronunciation. From Real Madrid to Everton. Uh, for me, this is a made-up story. I don't believe Rodriguez would move to Everton. Um, no offense. I think this rumor has been made up simply because Rodriguez was managed by the current Everton manager, Carlo Ancelotti. Um, I don't think Rodriguez would move to a club that's not in any European competition. So for me, this is a no-go whatsoever. And according to your votes, you guys share the same opinion. It's, I would say 40% of you actually believe this move would happen. So let's see how that goes. Uh, the next rumour is Lorenzo Insigne from Napoli to Liverpool. I don't think this, room, this move is going to happen. Uh, especially since Liverpool have just signed an attacker in Minamino. Um, and also, Liverpool are always linked to Insigne. We've been linked to him every window for the past two years. So, for me, this move is not happening. I think because Insigne has been out, in and out of the team for Napoli, um, this might just be his agent trying to gear up a move away for, for his clients. So, I don't see this move happening. But according to you guys, uh, many of you believe this move will happen, so maybe I'm, I'm wrong, what do I know? Um, the next rumour is Olivia Giroud from Chelsea to West Ham. I, for me, it's 50-50. I can see it happening, but I can see it being more of a loan move rather than a permanent move to West Ham. Um, but to be fair, West Ham... You know, they've got Sebastian Heller, who's got a great goal the other day. So, I'm not sure if that's the type of player they need right now. But, if it's online, it would be a good move for both parties, in my opinion. So, next rumour is a young defender called Dayot Upamecano. I hope I pronounced his name correctly. He's a young defender that plays for Red Bull Leipzig in Germany. And he's linked to a move to Arsenal. I've seen him a couple of times. Good young defender, but for me, he's not the answer to Arsenal's problem. I feel like Arsenal need a they need a complete reshuffle uh, in the centre back positions. Um, he would add a lot of quality to the current team, but I don't think he'll solve the issues overnight. So, if they can get him for a good deal, I think definitely worth the move. A lot of you believe it's a fifty-fifty move this one as well, so. Remains to be seen if Mikel Arteta can, you know, appeal to players to come to Emirates at this stage of the season. Um, and it's never easy to get players in January, especially if your team's not been in the best of form. So let's see how that goes. If I think it'll be interesting. So you'll probably see it come up a few times this month. Uh, the next rumor, which has been ongoing since the start of the season, is Ben Chilwell from Leicester to Chelsea so he was predominantly linked with Man City I think due to Mendy's injury record to be honest um, but Chelsea I think because their transfer banner has been uplifted now they're in a position to sign players straight away and left back is a position that maybe we got it as a weak area for them uh, Emerson whenever I've seen him play he looks to be a decent player but he may not be as consistent as 
as Chelsea fans would say, and Mikel Alonso has been off the radar. I remember when he first joined under Conte, he was phenomenal, but he's not been the same player since. So it would be a fantastic move for Chelsea if they were to recruit him. I think the price is quoted at 60 million, which is in this day and age is not a bad deal. Uh, I know it's a lot of money, but for me, I always look at transfers now as half the value of what how how it used to be before the Neymar effect. So. I think a few years ago, this move would be classified as a 30 million move. So if you look in those terms, um, it's not a bad deal at all. So let's see how that goes for Chelsea. Another rumour regarding Arsenal is Kevin Volland, who plays for Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, he's better known as a striker, but he can play as a right winger as well, left-footed player. Uh, I think he would add... Uh, plenty of uh, quality in terms of depth within the squad. I think this would be a good move for Arsenal, to be honest. But I don't see it happening in January, if I'm honest with you. I can see it being a move they'd consider later on, maybe in the summer, depending on where they finish in the end of the season as well. So, remains to be seen. I think in terms of the votes, this was more 60%. So, this will be interesting to see. And uh, finally, to conclude... The latest rumour going around is Moussa Dembele to Chelsea. If you're familiar with him, he's, he used to play for Fulham um, and moved to Celtic and was very successful under Brendan Rodgers and recently moved to Lyon. And his form hasn't changed. He's been very consistent. Goal scorer there as well. Likened to Drogba in the media, but I've seen him play. I don't, I don't know where that comparison has come from, if I'm honest. Don't get me wrong, he's a good player, good finisher, but I don't, he's not a, he's not a job type of player. Would it be a good move to Chelsea? It would be, but like I mentioned earlier in the episode, I I wouldn't sign a striker at this stage of the season. I'd give Tammy Abraham the, the opportunity to perform and showcase his talent until the end of the season. And if, for example, Chelsea went out of the top four, and didn't qualify for the Champions League, then it would be worth looking at those type of players. Obviously, it might not be easy to attract the players, but you have to give the, you have to give Abraham the chance. I think he's done so well so far, so it'd be a shame if he was displaced from the team. And that's the roundup of the transfer rumors for this week. Uh, we'll be doing uh, these transfer rumors in the next few episodes until the window is over. It's just a bit of fun and games. I think it's a great way for us fans to engage with each other and just get our opinions across about these sort of things. So be on the lookout for our stories and our posts regarding these rumours. Uh, our Instagram account is at Football Talk Podcast. And we're also on Twitter at Football Talk P0D. So thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes.